stretch. It's only been uh, a week that you took off, but it feels like it's been forever. Welcome back, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Missed last week. Enjoyed uh, a week off. Did a little bit of some stuff on the side. Did a little stuff with the family. Um, Yeah. Glad to be back. It, it, it is it's re it's both recharge season and then it's also like staring down the barrel of 2022 drafts and content yeah. and stuff and it's like all right now here we go again that the meme the the guy in a grand theft auto it's just like yeah. all right let's go pat and i were talking about this not too uh long ago like it felt like late december it's like i every time i do stealing signals i i get to the end of the year and i'm like all right, as soon as I get to January, I'm going to get a chill. And then it's like, no, you're going to watch the playoffs, and you're going to be very into that. And then the Super Bowl's now even later. It goes into mid-February. You have the combine right behind it. Free agency mid-March. Draft in April. There's no there's no time off. There isn't. Yeah, and I mean, you, you didn't even mention. I mean, there's a very good chance. Uh, I don't want to speak for all of you. I will be in these USFL streets. I mean, we're going to get that uh, oh, yeah. late April oh, as yeah. well. USFL, I'm definitely grinding. I think I'll be in on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we have a full uh catalog of uh of shows. I mean, it's been fun. I think it was like must have been two years now where because when Pat and I first started the podcast, you know, we took the kind of the summers in the off season off, or at least the spring and early summer. And then it'd be like, oh, football season starting up, we'll fire up the podcast. And then we're like, no, 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 ship chasing is uh, is year round now. We're definitely not starved for content, that's for sure. Really not, yeah. Although, um, and Ben, you cut out a little bit because my I'm having various audio issues that I think I just solved. Uh, so apologies if I repeat anything that you said. But the the whole thing with like the year round content, I don't recharge with like the idea of like let's let's like rip off next year like draft all the same players like and then just figure out which order to take them in again it's really the the prospects that get me fired back up because you're like oh man this guy's this guy's good and i don't watch a lot of college football so it's like it's like rejuvenating to see you get to see like who's coming in the league you get to be excited about certain guys and in some ways like having not been like a part of that conversation thus far allows me to kind of jump in and then like see what like I end up being excited about guys that other people aren't excited about or, or vice versa. And then it's kind of interesting to see what I'm missing. And it just ends up being kind of a fun process. Yeah. And Gretch, I was listening to you and Sean on stealing bananas um, talk just a little bit about this upcoming uh, draft class. And I, I guess the consensus for a while was it wasn't that great of one. And, but Sean was kind of making the take that, there's no reason this running back class couldn't be, you know, as good all around from a fantasy production standpoint, some fun receivers. So are things looking good on that end? Yeah, that's how he's looking at it. I haven't looked at it in time. Pat said he's looked at it some, but the receivers I, I know are really good. There's like good, uh, yeah. four really good ones at least, right? There's the, that all could go in the first round, according to Sean. We had Burks from, from Arkansas, London from USC, who might not go first round than the two Ohio State guys. I love it. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a guy from Alabama that, that looks pretty good too. Oh, right. Um, it, he tore his ACL in the national championship though, right? That's Jamin, Jamison. Oh, yeah, Williams yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I should also he was a, mention. He's a good prospect though. Yeah. I haven't got a chance to uh, to read it yet, but I do know the uh, the Rotoviz uh, rookie guide has hit the shelves. Can definitely sight unseen give that a, a stamp of an approval there. So uh, if you're looking to get 
in those streets early. I highly recommend that. Um, we are going to do uh, Underdog uh, launched a tournament. They had just done self-contained leagues for a little bit for the 2022 season. They did launch their first tournament, I believe $50,000 up top. Um, so we're going to draft one of those in a bit. But I also wanted to touch base with Gretch on Omni Fantasy. Uh, I think the Super Bowl is really our last kind of domino, but a lot of our leagues uh, in the three of us each hosted one uh, last year. Those are kind of uh, pretty much wrapped up now, right, Ben? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, Omni Fantasy is back. That was part of the reason I took off last week. We got the draft set up for this year. We did the three last year, three 12 team leagues that, uh, each of us was in one and we'll, we'll have to figure out how we want to do that for 2022 again. But um, I was looking at them to uh, Pete's league is decided. Yeah. Uh, Paul was the, Paul was a runaway winner. He's the overall winner. Um, but mine and Pat's leagues actually are going to come down to the final event. The only event left is the Super Bowl, And there's like a direct head to head on the top of, of both the team who has the Rams is in second right now and would take over first if they won. So that's kind of cool that those are both going to wow. come down to the final event. Yeah. So this is, this is Paul's team uh, in my league here. Uh, who, who, let's see who ended up really carrying him here, Gretch. I mean, I was looking at it earlier. So there's a couple things I always look at is like, you know, how many winners did you get, which is in green. So you had three, he had first and second round picks were winners. New York city FC and, and MLS is, is a winner. And then runners up are in blue. And so you have the Canadians as well. So you're kind of looking at those, those are the big ones. But also just, I mean, I think the big story of his is like 12 of his picks scored points. He only has six picks there that didn't score any points, yeah. which no one else like really got anywhere near that. So that's really the big one. You go to the bottom, he took Cincinnati in the 17th round in college football. Uh, I was looking at some ADP stuff today of like the 10 most like similar leagues. I was calling like the standard leagues and our three leagues were part of those. Because, um, you know, there's there's a bunch of different leagues, but people are a lot of people aren't doing all the same sports. They weren't using MLS and all these other things. Uh, of those 10 leagues, though, uh, this was the only Paul was the only person to pick the Cincinnati Bearcats in college football. And they went to the college awesome. football playoff. He nailed it for 30 points. That's awesome. A, a money pick. Yeah. The skeleton key was uh, football teams from Cincinnati. Uh, apparently, you said yes, I was reading that's, your, that's right. your write up, wow. and you said no one drafted Cincinnati across all the leagues. My my biggest one, which is not part of the the other thing either, because it's a sixteen person league. It, it, you know, I tried to keep the for ADP to keep the parameters to twelve team league. Same same uh, set of 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 you know contests of leagues, whatever NFL, MLB, all those. The one that I do that it's my oldest one is a 16 person league now. And it has, uh, so it's deeper. And, uh, the very last pick, Mr. Irrelevant pick was the Cincinnati Bengals. And that dude came all the way back and, and won it wow. with that cow. Yeah. So he's already won it. Even just getting them to he pulled into a tie. I added a tiebreaker on the site. When I made the site, I didn't, I had forgotten I did this, but I found it and it's the latest point scoring team wins. So that like, mm keeps drama or whatever with the AFC championship. When he pulled into a tie, he needed them to beat the the chiefs, but he now has the tiebreaker. So he, yeah, wow. he won it. Um, so essentially football is the tie. If you, if football is the tiebreaker, which I think makes as, some as sense. It should it's be. The, as it's it should the, be. It, uh, number one, it's the best sport, but two, it's also, the best it's, sport. So it's the know, furthest well. away when you're drafting. Like, I mean, imagine taking right. the Bengals at 75 to one in last freaking February. Yeah. And then coming around and hitting them in the super bowl. Like that's, that's harder to do than take like, 
you know, the, the sports that are like already in season. When we draft this year, we're going to be drafting NBA, which is already in season. It's for this year. We, right. we have more information for those sports. I think the ones that are farther off on the schedule are a little, you know, little tougher. You get a little bonus. You get the tiebreaker for that. That's a rational, well-made point, but also <laughs> it's football, man. It's football. <laughs> um, Gretch, I realize I'm being a bad host tonight because there are probably a decent amount of people that don't know what the hell we're talking about. Uh, I know our, our hardcore ship chasers who have been in these leagues are, are familiar, but can you give the uh, the kind of elevator uh, pitch for what Omni Fantasy is? And I, I have the main schedule up here on the on the screen. Yeah, this is just a thing that um, I got invited to in 2015, started doing on my own, or 2014, started doing on my own in 2015. It's basically fantasy drafts meet uh, the futures market. You draft teams instead of players. You get points for when your team wins the championship in their sport. All the final eight of each sport get points, but obviously the champion gets you know the most points. So like putting that in context, like in the NFL, every team that made at least a divisional round, you got something for in terms of like, you know, when he was showing the the big board there of Paul's draft, the teams that were in orange, they were like quarterfinalists. The teams that were in yellow were sem- semifinalists. The teams that were in blue were the, the runners up and the teams that were in green were the overall champions for those sports. So for each of the sports, it's a consistent scoring system across all the sports. The, the champion gets the same number of points across all the different sports, the runner up, quarterfinalists, semifinalists, same amount of points are awarded to each sport. So nothing is weighted too heavily. But yeah, you draft the you draft the team from each and every sport, and then it just kind of it's like a it's a draft only league. It's like a best ball league, but you know there's no best ball scoring. It's but it's draft only. It sits in the background all year, and then we look at it in February and we go, hey, none of my teams won. <laughs> it, it it's super fun too because it has the um similarities to when you're doing even like a fantasy football draft where there's obviously like the individual player takes or whatever team takes that you think are going to do well but then there's also you know in this case team scarcity but like positional scarcity some leagues you know you all of the teams are going to be used like MLS or WNBA others college sports you have a ton to choose from so there's even more layered game theory yep. like based on how you allocate your picks it it, it it does kind of mirror itself to how you think about you know positional stuff with fantasy football yeah some of the sports feel a lot like running backs <laughs> you know like yeah maybe you could take one in the first round if they have legendary upside or whatever but otherwise you're just kind of punting it and taking it late uh some of the other ones are like yeah i can sprinkle this all throughout you know middle rounds and, and all of that and so all the different sports are a little different there's a there's a sub stack that I kind of wrote up some of the stuff that I've learned over the years doing this. Uh, it's omnifancy.substack.com. If, if you're playing it or if you're curious, suggest, I mean, you can go there and just read them all. They're all free posts. Um, but yeah, there's some, some strategy stuff there where I last year where I went uh, league by league kind of talked about the, the past results um, that we've had in terms of like, whether it was a later round pick, but it's cool too, because it's directly applicable to the futures market, like playing this for seven, eight years, whatever I have, I've learned a lot of stuff that, I mean, I don't have legal sports betting, but if I did, I would be making a ton of futures bets based on this stuff. I mean, one of the things I wrote in in today's newsletter was uh, MLB, what I wrote last year was was 100% correct for the two teams that were in the World Series. It was about not targeting the very top odds, targeting teams that had a good shot to win their division, which in the MLB gets you straight to the quarterfinals, and that's the way their playoff structure is. And then it's always been known as kind of a crapshoot in the playoffs, and uh, the Braves were like the fifth best odds when we drafted last winter. The Astros were like the 10th or 12th. And those are the two teams that made it to the, and the, but they were both favored to win their division and get to sort of the crapshoot playoffs. 
Mm. Uh, the Astros were actually just a lot better than people thought, but it was uh, cool to see that. Like I was reading through what I wrote last year and then kind of going through and, and looking at the results. I was like, yeah, this is exactly what, you know, the past results had suggested by MLB, which again, for this year, you can, I think you can apply to the futures market if you just want to look at it that way or, uh, you know, however you want to go about it, but there's different, different lessons from different sports that I think are, are fun to learn when you play this. Uh, in Greg, yeah, and the- I think it's, Oh, go ahead. Well, it's a similar kind of, it's fun in some ways, right? With fantasy football, if you're like hardcore fantasy football, you're kind of like learn that like, you know, there's probability and, you know, things aren't going to always work out the way they're projected to work out, et cetera. But there is something that's kind of nice about that, like initial learning curve where you just get like really tilted when things don't happen the way they're supposed to. And that's how I felt doing this with basketball where Gretch told me basketball is very predictable. So I, I believe I took the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. That didn't work. <laughs> You know, you, you take all the Lakers yeah. where, where you, nope, nope, that's it. Nope. So it's funny because you're like, all right, you, you think you got it, but then it's like all this variance and that variance in that and actually like being wrong and is kind of how you, is how you learn and how you get like more invested in some of these sports or you like remember certain outcomes, like, you know, watching the Nets lose last year in the playoffs, like that stuck with me because I had, I had taken them in a bunch of teams where even though I literally live in Brooklyn, I, I might not even watch that game. Uh, had, had it not been for Omnic Fantasy. Yeah, and I just posted a link in the chat. Uh, Gretch spun up uh, another Substack, omnifantasy.substack.com. I'll list it in the show notes. But if you're kind of trying to get a base level of familiarity, Gretch has um, posted some updates. He has all the... Um, you know, the points explain some strategy stuff in the archives there. So you can get caught up to speed and Sam asking, uh, are we going to be starting new Omni fantasy leagues? Uh, definitely. Uh, when, when will those officially open for, for business they're, or 2020? They're ready to start whenever we can do the, the ship chasing when, ones, whenever you guys want. I, uh, we basically have, I mean, the first events are there's like the round of 16 in the champion champions league, which is the European soccer league that we do. Those start here in like mid um, mid February. It's actually the second uh, event on that schedule there. So it's like, you know, it starts next Tuesday. Um, no wait, the Tuesday after the super bowl, not next Tuesday. Uh, and so, you know, ideally you'd be done by then, but it's only the first leg and the second leg of those round of 16 matchups. They play two, two, two legs is in March. March is really when you want to be done because that's when college basketball starts. College basketball is the first sport where it's like, it comes in hot and heavy. The the champions league schedule is really spread out. The college basketball, obviously, you know, March madness. There's the first two weekends. It it whittles down from 64 teams to four, right? They do the Thursday to Sunday and then Thursday to Sunday by the second Sunday, it's that you know you're you're already gotten out of the final four, so um, you want to be done before the the college basketball playoffs start for sure. Yeah, um, Sam, uh, our stat chasing uh, brother here, he wants to know about mm. F one. I mean, this is the Netflix it. series. It's added. It's added. Yeah, it's added. Done. Oh, there you go, Sam. Yeah, there you go. Everyone, everyone asked for it. We added it. It's uh, super top heavy. Uh, my my longest running league. We started uh, last night three of the first four picks were F1 drivers. Cause like we have wow. the expected points on there and the odds just point you towards F1. This is why I didn't have it before, but people want it so bad that we added it. They're going to be the top picks in, in every league. So congrats. So, all guys. right, let's go. I'm going to really take one. So Screw this NBA thing. You know, you take all these top NBA teams and the bucks win. I want some F1 drivers. <laughs> Look at this. I mean, the expected points we got Netflix. I mean, the, these guys are going to be just flying off the shelves uh, in drafts. 
Oh yeah, they're gonna be right at the top. But it's kind of cool too, because I mean, I mean, certainly if you had the top pick, you could take one of those, and it feels like they have a really good shot of finishing near the top, and that's great. At the same point, like in my league, where three of them went in the first four picks, I don't think that'll happen in every league, but um, it means that the people picking like fifth could take like Alabama, you know, Alabama Crimson Tide. Oh. The first first four picks were just the F one and and Djokovic, who's such <laughs> a you know good pick in tennis. Then you get Alabama, and then you get and later in the first round, you still get an opportunity to take some really nice you know picks that would probably otherwise go in the mid middle of the first round. So having one of these really top heavy sports is kind of nice. It pushes some of the other picks down in the first round. <laughs> Jeremy Nelson uh, testimonials. I can't tell I was us a, ro- if it's a bit or not. <laughs> I, no, I think he's dead serious. He says I was a robust American football drafter and punted on soccer until way too late. Yeah, that'll get you. That'll get you. There. <laughs> I, I uh, classic mistake. I pulled up the. Uh, you were just sharing. I, uh, let me let me share these. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Big board. What's this? It's on my second screen right now. So I'm going to be looking up as you guys are well aware. Oh, All yeah. right. So this was, this was Pat's league. No, this was Pete's league. So this was the final standings. Paul dominated 470 points. You get 80 for a first place team. So these are some of the teams he hit 80 on then 50 for some. Um, his team isn't quite as exciting or, or your league isn't quite as exciting as the other leagues I wanted to share too, but this is how uh, Pete's league went. How do I share How do I flip? Uh, I have to stop and then share again. You All can right. tell it's old because it shows my Twitter name is Petey Pax. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know what? Because this was, I believe this week, uh, was the top shot show from last year because it was your Omni fantasy article that Pat and I were pretending to have read, I think. That's uh, right. Maybe. That's and right. Today yeah. I read it in full bed because I wasn't distracted by any other NFTs. Nice. 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 <laughs> so this is uh, Pat's league. Tonkleberry has been the leader here. He didn't do any, like, you could look, I mean, by by sport, he didn't have anything early on in the season, didn't get anything college basketball or UCL, Champions League. But he hit on NBA for 80 points. Whoever won in NBA, he had probably uh, NHL, et cetera, et cetera. You see some of these were like Willis had 130 in MLB. That means he took a flex pick. You, you get a couple flex picks. And so he hit on – he just said in the chat he had both the Braves and the Astros. So he got the 80 for the Braves and the 50 for the Astros. Nailed that. Uh, but Tonkelberry has 360. You see Hodge here has 330. But this expected points thing is updated. He still has some expected points left out or hanging on there where uh, he – oh, I was circling the wrong screen here. <laughs> he still has some expected points hanging on. I was also circling this a minute ago. This is where Willis had the 130. Hodge has his expected points. He's, this is the Rams. So he uh, has okay. – Oh, wow. He has a shot to get to – from the Rams already have 50 scored. They could get to 80 if they win. And they'll t- he'll tie with Tonkleberry, but he'll have the tiebreaker. So he will be the winner. So if we wow. go over to N- NFL, there's these little team pages. The only teams left are the Rams and the Bengals. Nobody drafted the Bengals in this league. But the Rams are sitting there. Hodge has them as a seventh-round pick. So it's it's literally coming down to the final event on the Omni Fantasy calendar. And then the same thing is true. We better give these guys the, their due. So let me flip up my league because they kicked my butt too. Um same thing is true in my league where So here's the here's the big dilemma. I mean, is Hodge going to go hedge 
and place a, a money line bet on on the Bengals here, you know, or, or is he going to let this ride? I mean, I think I think that's a good question. This is my league where and Sam's league where I got stomped. Uh, but yeah, Mike Toops has been dominating the whole time. Spence had both the Rams and the Niners, so he had both of the NFCs semifinalists. You see over here, he has eighty locked up for NFL. That was the thirty points for the Niners for becoming a semifinalist and the 50 for the Rams, but the Rams could jump to 80. He could wind up with 110 total NFL points, would push him to 370 over top of, over top of two. So two of these leagues come down to the final event, which is pretty sweet. But Paul, congrats to Paul in Pete's League. He yeah, had 470. He uh, won, won the overall with that awesome draft where he got wow. points from 12 of his 18 picks. Yeah, and I should give uh, an update. So we did – we did some individual uh, buy-ins for our leagues. Uh, we said we were donating half of the prize pool to Chris Wessling's uh, GoFundMe. Uh, I was updating people in my league on that today. Also, just a very cool tie-in. Uh, if you guys follow Lakeisha on Twitter or Instagram, she's so, so excited and rightfully so to have the Bengals, which was Chris Wessling's team, grew up in Cincinnati, loved them. And then the Rams, which are her team, you know, followed them from St. Louis to LA. So to have a Rams Bengals Super Bowl is just so, so perfect this year for them. And so we made a donation there. I, I put the 360 to the GoFundMe uh, over there. And then uh, Paul also is winning some ship chasing merch for uh, finishing first overall. So congrats to all the winners in the future winners. And uh, we're looking forward to, uh, to running it back again here. John Gonzalez also tweeted out a video. Uh, as they were watching the Bengals win that game, it's uh, it's pretty great. If you guys are it's, curious, check that out. It's it's so great, and I will say, I don't know if you guys, if 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 you are on Instagram, uh, I recommend following uh, Lakeisha. She's a very fun follow on there, and uh, she documents Link, uh, her and Wes's cute uh, little kid, and he he's absolutely hilarious. So if you want to get updates on uh, on the world of Lakeisha and Link, uh, I highly recommend it. And uh, yeah, it's nice that she's in. Uh, what I would hope is a, an emotional free roll for this Super Bowl that <laughs> she's going to be uh, pretty happy no matter what happens there. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> that's, that's just crazy that, that that's who's in there this year. Yeah, to have your two teams that mean so much to you that are were actual long shots, both four seeds yeah, to meet there. Yeah. I mean, the 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 world is uh, works in serious ways. Um. All right, so the people are chomping at the bit. We have Nick saying, "Have they done the big board draft yet?" So before um, we before we yeah. do the big board draft, I just because we were getting questions about if we had if uh, there were any teams in the gauntlet, etc. We oh, should yeah. probably mention that we do have uh, a team, a Penta team with uh, Blair, oh, yeah. and uh, and Hassan, that is currently in ninth place in the football or in the uh, FFPC playoff tournament, the original. Uh, and I believe it can get up to fifth place. We're blocked from winning. We're blocked from finishing higher than fifth. But we can that's still finish it. fifth. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty nice. So we need, we need Jamar Chase. Uh, now I assumed everyone has, everyone must have cup here that's up this far. So I didn't check, but, but, uh, we're the we're in fifth place among the teams that have Chase, so we just need to pass Mixon. And one of the teams ahead of us actually has McPherson, so uh, hopefully we should move up a spot. But the way he's kicking, you know, it's not a lock. 
Yeah, Mojo uh, posted these for oh, okay. both of these contests. So, yeah, we're sitting here in ninth place, uh, the Lost Generation Opto 495.25. So we have one Mixon, one McPherson, sorry, two, three, four Mixons, and one McPherson ahead of us. So we can, we can get up to four. Oh, up to four. Okay, I, I yeah. uh, saw an extra chase as I was going through. All right, good. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, depending on um, the extent of, obviously there's different gaps between each of these mixins, but I believe Blair had done the math. And I think, yeah, getting up to this 504.65 would be about outscoring uh, Mixon by about 10 points. If that were to happen uh, in McPherson, just chills out, we could uh, finish as high as fourth, which is a pretty fun sweat. Yeah, yeah. it is. So uh, that's that. We got, you know, some of our, uh, these are our Leone teams down here. Leone SC 17. We do have uh, a mix-in uh, team here. So slightly hedged, but man. 56 price- is up, is in 41st as well. Okay. There you go. Yeah. That's we got our, our friend Chess Liam here. Uh, Chess Liam here, the man yeah. on the, the heater of a lifetime. He was live to win it uh, going into the, the uh, conference championships, I think. Yeah, Sam asking. I was wondering this too when I looked at it. I mean, you know, all Cooper Cup and then just a similar, you know, what, like 45 or even more, like 50% uh, mix in, 49% chase, and then a Evan. But the gap here, the gap here from the top to the bottom is only like 24 points. I think there's definitely borough teams that are live. I mean, because you get the 2x points. If he has a big game thrown to like Higgins and and Boyd a little bit more, like he could definitely be, you know, he, he can shoot up really quick with the two X points where. For sure. I also wonder if there's any, uh, any Higgins teams that are alive with the two X points. Like we know Higgins has had a 40 point game. Like yeah. <laughs> he could blow up. Could. Looks like Willis was, was scrolling through there. Didn't see any burrow teams uh, in the top 300, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense that, these guys have been able to separate. And I guess, I mean, what did Burroughs percentage end up being? How utilized was he? It was uh, 6% or something. Yeah, that sounds right. It was single digits. Yeah. So yeah. just a pretty small Sub 10. Uh, sample there. What was our sweat last year? It was something with Mike Evans going. Mike Evans right? needed to outscore Brady and he needed to outscore Brady, Brady and, by a lot. Yeah, by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and Gronk is the one who ended up doing it. He had like that. We needed it to be very concentrated to Evans and end up being Gronk, who had the two touchdown game in the Super Bowl. But like, if Evans would have had the two touchdown game where he like outscored Brady, I think he had outscored him. Maybe not by a lot, but it just felt like a lot because he was catching the passes from Brady. But it was yeah. maybe like five or eight points or nine. I think it was like eight or nine, maybe. And anyway, I think Gronk actually ended up basically doing what we needed Evans to do. It, we we had a uh, Sean Corner, the odds maker, put odds on our. Oh yeah on our sweat yes. we told him the parameters and he said it was a 4% chance. So we felt like we had a 4% chance to win and it didn't hit. <laughs> I feel much, much better about our chances of Jamar chase outscoring, you know, Joe Mixon by 10 points that, uh, that actually feels well within the range of oh, outcomes. Yeah. That feels yeah. well within the range. Yeah. Um, and are the, are the Rams stronger, uh, against the run of the pass? The they're it's pretty neutral. Um, they're not really a funnel. There's no real funnel. The only funnel left was actually, well, still the Bengals. The Bengals are a pass funnel. Oh, so you're saying Cooper Cup's a good play? Cooper Cup's a good play. <laughs> well, <laughs> everyone has him. So <laughs> uh, that is the one thing about this contest. It's where it's just like, 
there's just like zero sweats on the Rams side. Like it's just, no. it's all done. It's just, who do you, what, yeah. Who do you have on the Cincinnati? You really can't catch anybody. Like, I guess maybe there's an Odell team lurking somewhere, but he was played so infrequently that I doubt it. The fourth, the payout for fourth, uh, this is a good question. I think it's 25K. Um, Let's see. Yeah, it's 25K. I just looked. Uh, yeah, 20, 25K split five ways. Five ways. Hassan said he's throwing a kager at his house. We're all invited if we finish fourth, <laughs> except no Australians. No Australians are allowed. <laughs> I mean, it's like a real sweat because, like, if we finish 14th, the payout is 5K. Which oh, is, yeah. So, a, that, you know, we don't want that. We want, we want the 5X a, return here. It's a sweat. Um, all right, guys. So the deal with this big board is it does include the rookies. I, I literally couldn't name a single rookie right now. Luckily, Pat uh, has been in the lab. Gretch has been talking with Sean. So you guys are going to have to carry us here. But do you want to just fly by the seat of our pants and uh, hop in one of these? Yeah, let's do it. Do you want to do like a quick talk about the rookies or you just want to go? Yeah. K- give us a quick one of like, you know, the, the who are the rookies that could potentially be, you know, top 10 round picks basically. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Well, let's see. I'll start with the, well, now my, now my spreadsheets are slow, but, but Ben had it right that there's, um, there's some real guys at the top. Traylon Burks, I think jumps out is sort of the top guy to me from a fantasy perspective, although he won't be the first guy drafted. Uh, but the reason he jumps out is just total dominator. In terms of market share, uh, he's he's from Arkansas. He's not like a small school guy. Uh, he looks super athletic to me. I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll have to see uh, how he tests. But he's he's a big wide receiver. I think he's like six two. He's like over two twenty. Um, kind of built like you know a number one wide receiver. Uh, he'll probably be a first round pick, maybe a second round pick, but he's not going to fall. Um, very far. He was awesome in yards per route run, uh, much better than his teammates. He has a 36% career market share of yards, which is fantastic. Sophomore breakout, true early declare. Uh, by the way, I would recommend Anthony Miko has put together a database that established a run that has all of the early declare status, how many years they spent, what high school class they were, their age, their date of birth. And I know he was like scouring like Instagrams and stuff to like get these date of births uh, all together. So uh, if you don't subscribe to them for some reason, uh, you should and, and get that there. But yeah, so Burks jumps out. Drake London really jumps out as well. I think he'll probably get drafted first, a little bit less in yards per outrun, but another really big wide receiver. He looks like like Vincent Jackson or something. He's like 6'4". Like, he's like really big, even bigger than Burks. Um, so I think those two guys are, are the most interesting to me. Uh, Williams, obviously with the injury, otherwise he'd be super industry, uh, interesting. And then you've got these two Ohio state guys, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Is it, um, they're both like, I think kind of like late first round dynasty picks sort of grade. It's how I look at them right now. I'm still very early and everything, but that's just like kind of yeah. my first pass. That's how they looked. Um, but, but yeah, uh, Olave's a, a senior, but um, Garrett Wilson, the other Ohio State guy, is an underclassman, and 
he was he kind of had like he's like sort of the one year wonder type dude. Um, but both guys look pretty interesting. And we I feel like we always miss on the Ohio State guys, but but these guys actually like look pretty good in the numbers and they're both projected to be first round picks. Um Eric asking about Isaiah Spiller. Is there relation to CJ Spiller? Spillers is a running back. Let me pull up my notes on the running backs. I actually have no idea if there's a relationship. Spiller's not the most common last name in a running back. I'm like, it's got to be a chance. It's funny. He does like, he looks like a little bit like CJ Spiller in his style, but he's, he's like kind of, I was watching him. He's like kind of doing like a lot of moves and stuff. He looks kind of look like a little bit uh, Matt Forte ish to me. My worry actually is he's not all that fast as I was looking at him. Tommy Um, confirms not related. So there goes my dream. Okay. The guy who jumps out to me as a running back is like, (laughs) like probably the dude who for this, we want to be interested in is Brees Hall. Um, he's from Iowa state. He like just dominated, uh, elusive rating. Uh, he's not much of a a pass catcher. Like he, he kind of reminds me of maybe like, he's going to be like a Josh Jacobs or a Mark Ingram type. Like, I don't think he will be a zero as a pass catcher, but he's not going to be awesome, but he just sort of profiles as the type of dude who gets drafted in the second round is sort of slots in immediately to a starting role as the type of guy who we're going to end up drafting in like the, like the third or fourth round. Um, Three year college career has size 23 TDs each of his last two years. Sean was talking about him too. And was, was referencing how like he's basically David Montgomery 2.0. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I actually literally, I, I literally have a note. It says Mark Ingram slash Josh Jacobs type type question mark. Maybe David Montgomery question mark. Right. They so, went to the same school. He's it. like the, he's like the new version <laughs> of him. I love it. There yeah, but go. I said, you know, he's young. He is young. He profiles like a workhorse. I, I kind of feel like he's eventually going to be too expensive. He's probably be too expensive at Dynasty. He's going to eventually be too expensive probably in redraft. But it's the type of guy where if you're getting him cheap now, I think it's a really good pick because uh, the projected touches will be there probably. All right. Let's let this rip. Right. Well, we got to go out of our way to to get one one rookie at least, though, to feel a little oh, bit yeah. alive. Last I'm wondering... time, our first draft of the year last year was uh, was FFPC, but we had we had all those rookies that we loved all year. Pat got us on like Pitts in the ninth round and all this stuff. And our first gauntlet draft we did back in December or whatever. That was the the Chiefs, uh, Mahomes, and uh, Cowboys draft that we crushed. Oh, we run hot on these first drafts. Yeah. And we just got the influencer 101. Beautiful. I love it. Um now are, are we all agreed to, I think it's Taylor. Yeah, especially in half. I mean, I, I'm gonna make cases for McCaffrey at various points, but let's take Taylor. What's the deal with, with McCaffrey right now? Is he projected to be full health? He should be. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have anything too serious, right? No, yeah, I just I hadn't heard any updates on on his stuff. I think he's projected to uh, play for uh, Matt Rule and who's the new OC from the Giants? Yeah, Bob McAdoo. Oh God, McAdoo, Ben McAdoo, right? Yeah, Bob McAdoo. McAdoo. I didn't want to do what you just did. That's why I was stopping myself. I didn't want to say Bob McAdoo, (laughs) the basketball player. I'm trying to change his name from Ben to anything else. Literally anything else. That's ben fine. has out in a fantasy brain. 
Um, sorry, Willis didn't get in. I, I, I know I pump faked people pulling up the, uh, the draft screen earlier, but, uh, I will, I will make a promise to you all. Uh, we are going to be doing lots of drafting <laughs> on this show, uh, over the next few months, we're going to hop in some of the FFPC. They have their $125 <clears throat> early best ball contest. Underdog will keep pumping these out. So plenty of drafting coming. I trust you. I trust or trust me, I should say. Um, it is weird. I, I guess I'm curious where I know there's McCaffrey been four. How does Henry go ahead of McCaffrey? I'm sorry. That's, just... that's literally what I was just going to say. I, I was confused. Yeah, I'm not into that. How that ADP fuck? is kind of settled there already. I don't know why it makes me so angry, but it makes me angry. <laughs> I mean, like McCaffrey is a like in PPR, but he's shown he's a 30 point per game guy. Yeah. Like even if he's not what, if everyone's afraid he's hurt and all this stuff, yada, yada, even if he's not a hundred percent snapshare guy anymore, 75% snapshare, like he has a skill set that is going to be elite if healthy. And that, that means like that you, you can't bank on anything at running back other than ceiling. And he has that, that I want to fucking chase that. We're one of one of 12 to win a league. Anyway, I want to chase the fact that he can be a 30 point guy, you know? One per game guy. I yeah. agree with you. However, are you at all worried with McCaff- McCaffrey that it could just be like the 2021 Giants? Or it's just like one of these offenses, Ooh. it's a, such a disaster. We don't we don't believe in the coaches at all. The quarterback situation, who knows? It's probably gonna be horrendous. But then what and... is McCaffrey like 20 points per game? I mean, is he like he's like legit Henry ceiling at that point? Maybe not half. Maybe, but I mean, we just saw with with Barkley. Like, then we start to, you know, if, if once things get bad enough, even a, a, and, and uh, McCaffrey's now what? He's going to be in his fifth year or sixth year? I think fifth year. So he could be tailing off slightly in a in a way where we would probably never notice if he was in a good situation, but we might notice it like very. It might look very stark in a bad situation. I'm I'm with you on the McCaffrey thing, but I just like yeah, that's fair. That's that's the that's the worry I have. I have a tendency to blow through red flags. I mean, that's a good counterpoint, but I I will say, I mean, I, I was looking at like Marshall Falk the other day, and I, I literally think McCaffrey's in that realm as a player, and, and like even like the Barkley thing, like Barkley doesn't run the routes that McCaffrey runs. He runs like that's slot true. receiver routes at linebackers yeah, he, and runs he, option he routes. Does. And every every coach has used him that way. I mean, it would be. I did this with Dave Johnson too. I thought they would keep using him out wide, but McCaffrey's skill set is just so clear. I, I just don't think, and they and, and rules already used him that way. Uh, it's just yeah, it's it's hard to imagine he wink at the receptions at least. Guys, did you miss being in a ship chasing draft when you go to look at the available players and all the <laughs> wide receivers are gone? Oh <laughs> uh, hell yeah, let's hit some. Well, what back. wide receivers are here? Yeah, uh, we still have. No, th- I mean uh, we still have some wide receivers that can play. I mean. To me, I mean DK Metcalf is 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 a smash if he yeah, makes all it these. To us. Yeah, I, mean, I love DK Metcalf. Ridley, T Higgins, I'd take Ridley's way down there. Like that's just a discount. Any on, any on relapse Sunday. for uh, us elite tight end bros here? Uh, I mean, I would take Andrews. Kittle. Just goes. Yeah, I would take Kittle. Yeah. Do you want to go Kittle and Metcalf? Yeah, I'm good with any of these top three. Here. Yeah, Waddle's a stud too. I would take any of them as well. Cam makers goes, I'm just going to check here. So yeah. I mean, none of these running backs are, are doing it for me. No, here. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let's, take any of these guys. Let's, I might've been interested in Chubb if he'd made it. Do you I want both wide receivers? Skip, yeah. Let's go both wide receivers. Let's skip Kittle. 
Because we, we can do different stuff at tight end, right? Is that cool with you, Pat? I prefer Kittle and Metcalf, but I guess I'm I'm open. I'm good with if that. you guys prefer the. I'll let's I'll do Metcalf here. I just was gonna I... draft Metcalf over Waddle anyways. Just I could I can't just gam status can't draft yeah, Waddle over I Metcalf agree. personally. I, I'm. I feel like there's a nice price on Kittle, and I like getting the elite tight end, and I hate having to chase the crap yeah, tight ends that. That, that we project to be good. Because if if Pitts or Waller would come back, um, then I'd be cool with Waddle. But no, getting the elite tight end makes sense. All right, let's give it a shot. Um, who <laughs> jumps out to you guys right now? I mean, Debo Samuel. Um, now up in the, you know, the mid second, he's obviously a huge jump. Javante Williams at the one, two turn, huge jump. Uh, any other ADPs kind of jumping out to you as being interesting? I was just thinking after we took Kittle right away that I think in August Pitts will go ahead of him pretty easily. I think Pitts will go up around yeah. in August. I mean, Andrews is going to be up there too, but I think Pitts is going to be in that top tier. And deservedly so. I mean, I was, I was like skeptical of Pitts in a, I don't, I feel like was a rational way where I like, I you know we excitedly drafted him in a number of leagues, I have him in dynasty, but like there was just kind of this feeling that like he's a lock to be, this new stud tight end in the league, and I'm like skeptical that we're that good at predicting tight ends, but everyone was right. He's awesome. Like he's he was awesome, and I feel like his rookie year was maybe more bullish than people. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's more bullish than people are. They're going to come back around to it when people look at it. The the, the stat to know is he scored one touchdown. Like, that's why he wasn't as good for fantasy as he actually was. He had a thousand yard season as a rookie 21 year old tight end. It's fucking insane. And it's kind of like the DK Metcalf year two bet where you're just, he's literally just a wide receiver. So you're just hoping that he takes a a second year leap as a wide receiver. He does, he runs routes like a wide receiver. He's a big body wide receiver. He gets tight end eligibility, but like frankly, he he really probably shouldn't. And so you're drafting him like he's just a, a big wide receiver who's about to take a second year leap, who was awesome as a rookie. And that you and get to draft at the worst position. Yeah. A, importantly, yeah. a super young rookie, right? Turned 21 in October. He started the season at 20, right? So like this is a dude that's gonna start next year, still 21. Like he's he he was really good last year. We didn't see as much maybe as everyone wanted to see. We didn't see the Jamar Chase level explosiveness right away. But like a 21-year-old does that and he's going to be good. It's just, that's, yeah. there's just no question. And he'll score more TDs. He's going to have regression on one touchdown on over 100 targets. That's not that's not going to stick, right? Like with yeah. his athleticism, it's just not going to stick. Yeah, I mean, he might be a better pick than Kittle. And I think probably once projections come into it, uh, he'll probably start going ahead of Kittle. So that might yeah. just be one where... Kittle's, like, I, Kittle's Kittle's so good. Yeah, yeah, he's, still he's so good. Yeah. It's like hard, but but that's gonna we know that's gonna be Lance now. Um Kittle's ADP will probably fall because once projections come in, it's gonna be yeah. really hard to project Kittle for much. Uh because you know the, the pie is gonna shrink in the projections. Uh we do have two uh pissing yellow starts here. Um Chase nine goes cup CD lamb, Jalen Waddle express goes Hill digs Hopkins. I just reflexively. It's like, I, I don't feel like touching Hopkins, but w- what's your take on him? I agree. <laughs> That's reflexively. I like the younger, the younger trio that chase has over expresses trio. Cause I mean, even Diggs. you guys know how much I love Diggs, but 
didn't look great. You know, I don't know if you want to be getting guys that could be past their peak. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's maybe like, it's one of those things where if you're getting Hopkins where he got Deontay Johnson, it's like, well, that's a pretty nice price. But in the third, it's just a little less fun. But yeah. I'm not sure like who you're supposed to, who is he supposed to take? I guess I probably have taken Waller and then you come get, uh, I mean, the, who else are they going to build the offense around in, in Las Vegas? I think Waller, Waller going late third is, I pretty much want whoever, like I can tell you right now, like if all these tight ends are going to be going in the third round, these three, I'm just going to yeah. take whichever one falls. Like that's, yeah. they're, they're all great picks in the, like great picks in the third round. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Eric talking about Mark Andrews ADP says people drafting him as if the Ravens D and Dobbins will still all be all be hurt next season. Uh, do you guys? I mean, because we've we've all been in on Mark Andrews for a long time, and this was this is what we had been hoping for when we were drafting him in the, in the second round. Um, do you, do you think he can keep that up? I think it's like at this point, my view on it is that. The top five tight ends are the top five tight ends in the league with with like no one near them. And I wouldn't probably take Mark Andrews in the second if I know I can get Kyle Pitts or Darren Waller on the wrap. I just probably wouldn't do that. I mean, maybe I'll do it to try to mix up the exposures a bit, but uh, I don't think he's worth that premium. Yeah. Um. All right. I mean, we definitely have some yeah. – uh, familiar friends and uh in faces here a lot of names to pick from there michael thomas I mean, let's, is let's be honest one. we're taking dj Moore, right yeah <laughs> i mean yeah I, I mean he's like the buggy man i didn't want to say his name quite yet but I, that's, I mean, that's what i'm gonna say <laughs> i can't i can't i literally can't fathom taking leonard fournette um there without without brady um uh yeah it's so okay, more, uh, so we're we're all in on DJ Moore. Who, who's our other pick here? I think I would take Godwin, but I know he's yep. got the ACL. I mean, don't you think he'll be back by week one or no? I mean, Elijah Moore is the other one that sticks out to me. It feels a little early for Godwin to me, okay. uh, just with the injury risk. What else is available in terms of running back? I know we're in the dead zone, but just uh, like ETN, uh, oh, Jacobs. ETN's a good pick. ETN's the fun pick. I mean, ETN's the guy who definitely jumps up into the like early third if things continue to be bullish with him, right? Yeah. 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 Cause we got Robinson's Robinson's hurt. not uh, gonna play. Yeah. Yeah. He's not gonna have an offseason. Wanna should we have some fun with ETN? Let's have some fun. Yeah. He's a dude I want to get exposure to in the early offseason for sure. That's a third round pick. Yeah. I mean, maybe right. Even- Maybe even second, depending on what how everything goes. I mean, I know that's really like that's projecting the Jacksonville offense to be better, but well, that that's to me the funnest kind of thought experiment with these early drafts is like who who has the potential to really jump and who has the potential. Like the Leonard Fournette pick, it's like all I see is downside risk. I see nothing that happens between now and the start of training camp that propels him up a round or two. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't see it. Whereas with ETN, I see that with the McCaffrey stuff. Like I think McCaffrey's going to be a consensus top two pick um, yeah. for basically all of August. So like what, where are the, the discounts you can get now? Yeah. You know, one it's, well, I guess this is kind of a downside thing. 
but there is some upside baked in or, or not baked in is uh is Aaron Jones where like if Rodgers returns Aaron Jones is probably worth what the 202 or the 203 or something which is where he was going last year mostly yeah but in this draft he went in the 303 yeah so he's an interesting one. I mean, that's a true gamble because if he's if it's the Jordan Love experience, you're not going to be happy. But yeah. there's at least upside with the gamble. Or Fournette, I don't know what's the upside. Like Brady retired, like he's not coming back. This, I mean, even if he were to come back, probably wouldn't be this year. What do you? Because this was the other kind of veteran name here. Uh, Shift asking our thoughts on Mike Thomas. No idea. This seems okay in the fifth round where he went, but I don't know. I guess like his issue was with, it seems like his issue was with, I don't know. Was it with Peyton? And he definitely yeah. an issue with the saints. The off field stuff is almost concerns me more than the injuries, right? Like what, what are we yeah, going to get? Exactly. Who's the quarterback going to be? What's the team going to look like? They're going to be bad. He, he has a target earning potential, but like, do we know if he wants to play football? <laughs> sort of like, I don't know. I think this is good value. Uh, Drico asks if ETN's 2020 uh, Antonio Gibson. I was going to say sort of the 2022 DeAndre Swift, where people are saying bad team, discounting the fact that he catches passes and can still excel on a bad team. Uh, and, you know, he, Swift was going in like the fourth round all offseason. We're like, we don't really want to touch that because the Lions are going to be terrible. At the same time, like, I don't think we can really make compare ETN to anyone because we didn't see him play at all. Right. It's kind of tough. Yeah. And, and I would argue that. Antonio Gibson is the type of player that you want to make bets on because, like, he had a strong rookie year, athletic, has size, potential to be a workhorse. Didn't work, but like the big, the key thing is to keep the price in check, which like I very much did not do. So that's like the error with Gibson is is to, you know, also recognize where the downside is with him and then try to keep the price in check. And in that sense, you would say like Javante Williams would be a better comparison because he's already up at the with the 201 here yeah. um and i'm and excited gibson, about javante williams and i'm ready to ignore all the advice i just gave about keeping the price in check with him but i think he would probably be the comp it's a it's a perfect comp and and gibson was the miles sanders from the year before same same thing second year running back one at the one two turn i always mm -hmm. think of gibson and miles sanders from 2020 as as 2021 gibson as very and josh similar. jacobs was in that range as well yeah uh, as a second year back, year back. yeah so we do have our first rookie off the board here, Brees Hall in the uh, in the sixth round. Ooh. All right, that feels like a nice value on Brees Hall from what I get. Like, right when we see these, once he goes in the second round or third round, he'll probably end up in the fifth round of these drafts. So it's not like a huge discount, but that's not bad. Right. There's someone who said that uh, Nick said he'd rather have Hall than ETN. I, I probably agree. I, I don't know enough about Breesaw. Pat, you said he, like he looks really good. He's got the size. He's going to get the draft capital, right? I mean, I think you probably want him. Yeah, ETN. I think he could be a third round pick. Like the David Montgomery uh, yeah. type pick is really like truly what he could end up being. But um, I mean, ETN was a really good prospect before the before he hurt himself. Um, and obviously the situation is, a, is a disaster, but yeah, I mean, I could see the argument. Um, let's see here. Uh, Adam Thielen goes, um, I'll put everybody up on the board. I will say 
I mean, if we're if we're pushing our chips in on the Giants, I don't mind buying a little low on on Brandon Ayuk here. Um, if we want to set up a, a Trey Lance stack later, if you you don't have to tempt me with a good time. I'm down with that. I, Burks looks yeah, fun let's too. do that. Yeah, we could do Burks too. Let's do Burks too. Yeah, we said we had to get a, a get a rookie here. I'm trying to see is there anyone else that Burks is going to be the favorite. I mean, Sean told me he's the he's his top receiver right now. I, I Burks is like Burks is going to be the the big like Rotoviz guy. Like we're yeah. all going to love Burks. I'm telling you, he he looks awesome. The thing about Burks is that's fun is like I don't know. I haven't. I've literally just started uh, like my deep dive today with like the numbers and stuff, but. So I, I don't really know what the film evaluation is on these guys yet, but I have to imagine having watched a little bit of Burks that like people like him. <laughs> it's like one of these guys you're like, yeah, that guy's good. Like he's good at football. He, he kind of jumps off the tape to Do my you even in the seventh at this point in the in the offseason. I mean, there's like the only downside, like if could he fall to the third round? Because if he goes in the second with his profile in fantasy, he's gonna be a fifth round pick. If he goes, in I don't the first, think he I don't think he falls to the third. I don't think yeah. so. Not what I was I was looking at kind of, you know, I think he's PFF has him as like uh like a late first round. ESPN has him as a late first round type of guy. Uh yeah, PFF has him as is 28th overall um in the class so we just got him in like waddle range from last year but waddle's profile wasn't one that everyone loved necessarily burks is one that like everyone's gonna love his profile right i mean i think he winds up a fifth round redraft pick at least especially because this combination of the combination of size 6'3 225 pound and speed is unrivaled in the class i mean he's got size and speed his production is unreal his production compared to his teammates is unreal. Racked up 1,100 yards and 11 scores this season. True junior. Yeah, sign me up. Let's go. Yeah. Pete, let's demonetize this as soon as we're done this draft and watch some trailing Burks. Well, unfortunately, in yes. the StreamYard system, I only have J.J. Taylor uh, cut up. So <laughs> <laughs> we can just um, watch J.J. Taylor and say it's trailing One thing I was noticing so far uh, outside of this early Josh Allen picks, uh, everyone else was prioritizing stacking with their early QB picks, Herbert to Keenan, Mahomes to Kelsey, Kyler to Hopkins. Uh, We have a Lamar and JK Dobbins and then backdoors uh, Marquise Brown, Dak to Amari. This guy here took uh, shady, took Joe Burrow unstacked. Um, Where, when do we start thinking about quarterback? Good question. Who's uh DJ Moore's quarterback gonna be? Couldn't <laughs> say I mean, at Holy some point cow. we should take Trey Lance because, like, you know, he yeah. is gonna be the starter now. Trey I know we burned a lot of money on Trey Lance, but we got Kittle. No, I mean game for Trey Lance next. Would round. you look? Would you look up the definition of the word Martingale in the dictionary? There's a picture <laughs> of Trey Lance, right <laughs> there. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It is wild go, that they refused to play him in the playoffs and then immediately told Jimmy they were trading him. Like, what? We could how, also how take... that decision made? Not immediately, but Russ is another option if we're taking Metcalf. I, I don't, what do you guys think? Do you think Russ gets... Tra- I don't think Russ gets traded. I don't think I, he does either. I, you're the I really you're boots would love on the ground. Too, but... 
He's been talked about all all season. We've gotten the every every team that needs a quarterback. Some beat writer has written an article about what it would take to get Russ Wilson during the twenty twenty one football season. But I every time I saw that, I was like, I mean, come on, it's not going to happen, is it? So, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think we necessarily have to do a quarterback at this eight, nine turn. I don't, I don't see any reason we need to, um, what, uh, I mean, some interesting names here for sure. I mean, I, I'd be into Lance here. I mean, that, that's like a real, there's real upside with him. No, I, I, I'm with, I'm with you. Uh, but wait, did Lance go? Huh. Who would have I missed it. He went. Who took an unstacked Lance? Um, Maybe as Debo? No, Chris Donaldson. Uh, yeah, completely unstacked. Just raw dogging it with Trey Lance. All right. Well, my take of saying that we could wait on Trey Lance uh, not <laughs> aging very well. Didn't, age well didn't, even, didn't even get to us. <laughs> well, let's get some more receivers. We're not like super deep at receiver so nick if we want a galaxy brain here um nick saying good shot burks ends up in philly uh we also have uh jalen hurts on the board uh nick really giving us the hard sell on uh on a potential hurts to burks i mean they just took rager and devonta smith in the last couple of years are they gonna take another first round receiver maybe Rager doesn't seem long for the NFL from what yeah, I'm Yeah, Rager's not a uh, first round. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a thing where, like, the teams keep taking receivers in the first I round. Would. You know, I, I, I mean, would. I probably would, too. Um, I like Bateman here. I, I was going to say Bateman was – I can't believe yeah, Gretchen I like and I are pounding the table more than Pat for Bateman. I love it. I love it. Um, What do you think about the Hurts stuff, though? I mean, just in a vacuum, even without the, the potential Burke stack. I'm okay with Hertz. Yeah, um, I am too. But I also feel like we can wait on QB. I mean, I, I think I would go another receiver here. We only have five. I mean, I I agree. Isn't Olave pretty good too? Like, let's get another rookie. Yeah, Olave is supposed to be pretty good. Um, this this is like maybe maybe a little early for him because he's not he's not an ideal prospect. But okay, uh, let's take Hertz then. We could take Gabe Davis. Yeah, I mean that's pretty nice. I thought he was going to go way earlier than this. I'm down. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. That seems like late, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a dude that's not going to go later than this in August. No, he he's going to be he's going to be a seventh round pick. Yeah, I think. I don't think yeah. he's going to go in like. I mean, maybe he goes in like the eleventh if like I don't know they add other receivers or something. But feels like he's he a, just blew he's up. A great example of what you were saying, Pete, where he can really only rise. Yeah. Plus. Uh, and Jefferson's right there. Yeah. I think it's there? pretty. So they just brought in Joe Brady, which is pretty sweet. I can't believe I'm um, going to fade Jefferson in the ninth round this year. That's going to be so fun. <laughs> Are you guys excited call. about that? Fade about fade Jefferson. Van Jefferson. <laughs> no, no. About the Bills adding <laughs> Joe Brady. Yeah. That looked great. That I exciting. think that's exciting. And then uh, apparently Ken Dorsey is the new OC. Uh, Dayball was like trying to get, and Josh Allen had to campaign for them to keep him. So, like, any concerns about like, you know, offensive continuity, and are they going to be as aggressive? Which I like had because Dayball, I think, is has been really good for them. The fact that Josh Allen got his guys the OC and Joe Brady, who I think is sharp, is going to be there, and was literally fired for running to, or for running not enough. Uh, sounds great. Sounds great. I think they're going to be pass heavy and smart. Does sound fun. 
I mean, at the the Gabe Davis stuff. I mean, he it it checks every box, right? Like, uh, I mean, I guess it's. I'm kind of surprised he's he's not higher. Easy like, pick. If 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 Gabe Davis went in the sixth round of this draft, I w- I wouldn't have blinked an eye. I would have been like, holy cow, someone's taking Gabe Davis there. Well, like Darnell Mooney went in the seven oh three range, and I think that's fine. But like, yeah, would you rather have him or Gabe Davis? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I guess there there is going to be a point where I could see Gabe even getting steamed up past where we're comfortable. Um, yeah, but me too. now is not that that time. Willis says, "I feel like we can wait on QB." Famous last words for 2022 underdog drafts. Uh, I'm not aware of this phenomenon. Are we going to hate ourselves? Because I I did feel like we could wait on QB, but maybe we can't. Um, why, why don't we're we gonna take get... three? Let's just take fucking three. I know you're never supposed to take three. Let's just do it. I'll do it. <laughs> you guys hate don't, it. I'll fucking do it, man. Don't make, don't don't just beat. You'll fucking. I, do I it. mean, <laughs> the second the show ends, I'll text Scratch and start bitching about take <laughs> three, but I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take three guys who are gonna have jobs and uh, keep finding these values, man. Look at these values we found. Yeah. Who's gonna have jobs though? <laughs> like we might not know. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Season. Derek Carr. Yep, that's one of the guys. Wow. Yeah, maybe we should have taken a quarterback when Deshaun Watson's gone. <laughs> that's a guy who might not have a job, so that's not someone I would have suggested. Yeah. I don't feel great about that pick. At least the rookie QBs suck. I'm sure we'll find some some rookies to fall in love with to burn some 13th round picks on. <laughs> so what other rookie rookies are off the board here? What? GA's doing another one of these drafts at the same time. And he says one guy's taking four QBs already. Um, who like what what kind of person is chomping at the bit to do a best ball draft on February 2nd, but also taking four QBs? I would love to meet that individual. Can you pull up the ADP? Yeah. That would too. It's crazy. So I see. About at least about five that I feel good with. What about the wide receivers? I mean, you can get all the way down to like Matt Ryan. Like Matt Ryan might not be back with the Falcons, but Matt Ryan's going to play quarterback in the NFL in 2022. It's just like Stafford last year was going super late when he was still with the Lions, and people were like, "Well, what's going to happen?" He got traded, and he had a great year. I mean, there's only he's he's a starting quarterback. This is also a good point here. the The 20 rounds uh, definitely, I think, shift. Um, some stuff that's optimal. Uh, JW here says low key think three QB might be optimal in this format, especially with 20 rounds. I do want to say, I recall even seeing stuff with the DraftKings uh, 20 round drafts that the three quarterbacks were, were more optimal. Um, how long is this format. contest run? Who, like, what are we competing through against? Through? Um, I don't know if they have a close date on this one. It's it it's pre-draft, it like March or something. I think okay. I think it, the latest it would go would be the NFL draft. Okay, would would just be my guess, but I, I bet it fills. I could be wrong. We'll see. What about um, running back? Running back. Running back. Believe it or not, looks pretty gross. Good thing you um, got Taylor and Etienne. So I'll tell you who's interesting. Hey. Is uh, at running back that. This Kyron Williams guy. 
yeah. is on the list. I don't know what his ADP is. Looks like he's down here a little bit. Okay. Uh, sorry, we are on the clock here. Um, kind of like QBQB. Just to yeah. get some. Okay. Which which QBs do you like, Gretch? I mean, we have ETN. I was thinking Lawrence. I know it's like a little like really early for him, but the other rookies have already gone. I think we can throw out ADP on QBs now. Yeah, Urban Urban's not there. You can make yourself a case. And then the other one I was looking at was Carr. I don't know about Tannehill. I mean, Tannehill maybe. There's like talk that Rodgers could end up in Tennessee. That was I saw like that. Last night. I was like, what? Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah, we don't have a ton of other stack options that unless i'm missing something yeah. we could also Cousins, they're, they're about thinking. to get the uh they're about to get the rams oc okay are they definitely gonna have cousins next year they are right he's like locked in they, he's under contract i mean they could trade him but they gotta yeah 45 million in dead money if he's cut so yeah he's gonna be a starter somewhere 10 million if they can trade him yeah i just I just want to savor this moment where right now in the 11th round, I look at all these running backs and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty gross. Come August. I'm going to think that every one of these running backs from the 10th round on just look incredible. Like I'm just going to fall in love with so many late round <laughs> running backs. So I'm going to savor this moment right now. I'm about to tuck into two of them right now. Oh boy. <laughs> there we go. I was about to float a uh, Mac Jones Jacoby Myers stack, so I mean I, I saved you guys from that. I would have been I would have been into it. I would have played that too. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> yeah, they, it would have been the easiest sell of your life. Why not? I think Mac Jones is good. Lawrence yeah. Cousins, I mean, probably too early at 10 11 turn. We're gonna look back on that and be like, oh, we didn't have to take him that early, but I think it's a I, fine. I, I don't think so. The white QBs were starting to fly off the board here. I, I do. I do think QB ADP will, will get pushed down from this um, as the summer progresses a bit. I kind of wish we pushed it and, and just like, cause we, are we taking three or we're we just taking two now? I think this can still definitely be a, a three QB build. So you our team really so far, if you guys are listening to the audio version, quarterback Trevor Lawrence, Kirk Cousins, running backs, Jonathan Taylor, Travis Etienne, and our wide receivers, DK Metcalf, DJ Moore, Brandon Ayuk, Traylon Burks, Rashad Bateman, Gabriel Davis, and tight end George Kittle. It's a good team. Yeah. Which one have got Lance? Who? Yeah. Lance? The, the yeah. unstacked Lance pick is definitely uh, sticking in my craw a little bit here. I'm I'm just thankful that Lance didn't make it to us, and then I told us to wait. Like I was just absolved of what would have been even more embarrassing. <laughs> uh, is Garrett? Did Garrett Gilbert go? <sighs> wait, that's a quarterback. That's not a quarterback that you want to draft. Garrett that's Wilson. Not. Garrett Wilson. <laughs> Garrett Wilson. Oh, like, <laughs> Still learning these guys. Garrett Wilson, the Ohio State guy. Um. Yeah, yeah he, he went. Okay. Chris, he snakes us on everything. Trey Lance, Garrett Wilson. Nice pick, Chris. Nice pick. Got to got to get Garrett Gilbert, double up the Garretts. <laughs> he's looking like he might be like a top 10 pick, Garrett Wilson. Yeah. I saw some spots. He's a good, he's so a good pick. He could he could be the the rookie to be on as well. He's the other Ohio State guy, him and Oliver. Yeah. Both of them look like pretty good pick. Like I'm I'm excited to kind of be <clears throat> on the Ohio State guys for once. I I, I guess I haven't read anything about DJ Chark's rehab, but that would have been a fun pick with with Trevor if we were 
making a bet and getting a pretty but you nice know who we're going to take instead in the 15th round. Yeah, you know obviously. what we're doing. Let's, yeah, Shift knows what we're doing too. The Lawrence Baker yeah, everyone just knows set what up to roll the clip. And no I one's mean, gonna snipe us on it because no one wants to take yeah, that. Well, someone, someone, please. No, I'm not in the mood there. to play that clip right now. The how wounds are you, still Pete. fresh. The wounds are still fresh. <laughs> we just I'd rather, drummer Lawrence terrible. <laughs> I'd rather take. I'd, I'd rather draft JJ Taylor and play that clip. Oh no, <laughs> Lawrence is gonna throw at least like. Five, six touchdowns to ETN this year. That's gonna be money. Will Fuller, and by the way, underdog William Fuller. That's that almost seems like a dig just to call him William Fuller. But uh he'll be he'll be playing somewhere. That seems like a nice value there. Yeah. That is a name change on the underdog system. It definitely didn't say William Fuller last offseason. It definitely didn't, and it does feel <laughs> like a dig. <laughs> <laughs> William Fuller. <laughs> no one calls him William Fuller. <laughs> Who are we stacking cousins with? Like uh, KJ well, Osborne. KJ Osborne just went. Like Irv uh, Smith is our other tight end, maybe. I'm into that. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's see what the tight end ADP is looking like. I think Irv makes sense. Yeah. I, Cole Komet seems like a decent value here in the oh, third. Yeah, he's actually up there. I thought Irv would be completely forgotten about. He's like on on the list. I didn't want to take him soon. <laughs> yeah. Wide receivers. Oh, look at this oh, dusty vet string. This is the fifth the... highest receiver. Oh, oh there he goes. Thank you, Shady. Oh, come on, man. I wish you were doing a stream so I could give you a super chat for that. At this point, like. Just you know, to watch us have to roll the clip at, at this point. Like, why would you? Why would you snipe that from yourself? Although, <laughs> it was funny that we were on his name and talking about him, and he disappeared. I mean, that was yeah. Well, it's happened before. Uh, I don't like these running back here. Yeah, go Ooh. to running back. Who are you gonna? Off. Who are you gonna talk us into that you were teasing earlier? Did he go? Oh, yeah. Damn it! Did he go? Kyron Williams. Yeah, he went. He went. Ah, oh, what a bummer! You thought you had uncovered a gem. All right. Well, well we gotta, we're on the clock. Who, I think oh, I Ronald have. Jones. <laughs> Ronald Jones is a free agent. I yeah, mean, Ronald Jones is actually a pretty good pick here. Let's do it. <laughs> Roll the clip. What tight end do we want? Komet or? Um, oh, I like Komet for sure, but I would I would take her. I like stack. I like her for the stack, but uh, I wouldn't fight Komet. Let's do it. Uh, which which I'm gonna take Rojo. Which which one, Irv or Komet? I mean, if you, you guys like Irv, break the stack. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. I let's get let's get the stack. We're not gonna have anyone else to stack Kirk up with. Okay. Um. Like all right, guys. Congratulations. We just drafted Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones will get All right. We're back. back. The brand is intact. (laughs) You can take away our Visca, but Ronald Jones's ADP is too low to take him. (laughs) (laughs) He's always in the 12th round. Literally every every draft we do, it's like, well, at this point, he's kind of a good pick. (laughs) 
<laughs> they talk. Me I mean, he's a year. free agent. He's not going to land as a starter somewhere, but like, no, no. But you know, at this point, we're taking like Alexander Madison went. I assume, right? We've we've yeah, said Alex this a Man- million times, but this dude is actually a good runner. Like, you know, a yeah. team like the Ravens or somebody, if he could ever land in a situation like that, that's like good for a runner. Uh, he would. He could have like he could have a thousand yard season. Good so for a runner and then like a just like a laid back coach doesn't mind like you right. know mental errors and just sort of general <laughs> screw ups and uh, outlandish behavior, whatever whatever it is. He can be the AJ Dillon to somebody you know who's just sort of like the secondary back but actually yeah. consistent work. Like he can. It's Arians that that is you know jerked around sort of his usage. What what's the what's the dream landing spot right now for Rojo? I, I said Ravens because that's what I wanted in season trade, but they obviously have both Dobbins and Edwards coming right. back. I don't know. Bills? Mm. You mean, say Bills? No, I don't think Bills. Go along with Singletary? Yeah, I mean they're not gonna run enough, but I think Moss is kind of yeah. There you go. Our San, San Fran, Fran stack, our naked San Fran stack uh hits. If Foreman wasn't back, which uh, why wouldn't they bring Foreman back? But if he was behind Derrick Henry. That's a good um, compliment. Right? That'd be nice. He's but like a better version. Yeah. yeah. Were you going to say it's a better version of Derrick Henry? I was going to say a <laughs> better version of Dante Foreman, but then Pat made it sound like maybe he's not. <laughs> I think he is, but it just like for the money, right? You're not going to yeah. have to pay Foreman anything. So have to look at, like, we came to the conclusion that we can't come up with an ideal landing spot for. Right. I, I want to look at all the teams that try to figure this out. That's not bad. You know, one actually. Oh, Saints. Saints would be a good one. Saints, Saints would be really. That's good. actually a great fit. A yeah. new, uh, yeah, a new quarterback and regime, but a good offensive. Oh, line Falcons. Still. Falcons would be good. Yep. Falcons would be great. Falcons I like would be really Falcons good. and Saints. Those are I like. Those. those are the spots. Yeah. Falcons, you could see as well, you know, because he's not going to be like super expensive. Daniel Jones, fourteenth round pick. Don't hate it. He'll have a job. Do he you... could land somewhere like New England, and that would be kind of fun. Jones. Wow. Rojo? I, I mean, I know they, they they would hate him, but... Rojo would get buried on the bench in, like, training camp. Yeah. Where, did you say? New England. Oh, Belichick God, that would, would be a disaster. Belichick, Belichick would cut him? And somehow, like, no one would pick him up. Like, he would cut him so hard that he would be out of the league. You better, you better, you better stay away from New England, Rojo. I can't it. think go to of Atlanta, a worse please. Please combo go to than Ronald Jones and Bill Belichick. It's the right running system, but this is a good point. This is a good point. I just, it almost feels like if, if I told you that Tom Brady, like, texted <laughs> – Bill Belichick frequently about how much he hates Ronald Jones. Would that surprise you? No, <laughs> no, it honestly wouldn't like, no. don't do it. I mean, it would be crazy to me if they even offered him something. Yeah, that's fair. Um, So pos- positionally uh, we're pretty well spread. No glaring positional needs. Um, so the other guy that I think is fun is, uh, is right up here in the running Kansas back. City. List. I like that. Sorry. What? Well, let me let me just see. Richard, Richard, this guy has this guy have eight running backs. <laughs> yes, this is what's going got, on. Sam, your tweet, the... your tweet changed ADP. Your tweet 
was like the equivalent of the episode we did. I think some of these guys are drafting these autopilot, and I don't know. Um, all right, we have right. 15 seconds. Let's do uh, let's do Rashad White. He's the he's okay. the other guy I wanted to talk you guys into. Yeah, nice. This is the repeat of our first draft last year, where Pete and I can look up who he is after the draft. <laughs> yeah, well, I called him Richad White at first. So that's <laughs> I, I mean, I I'm, I'm guessing as well. I actually don't know his name. That's no, exactly the same as. Terrence, Terrence Marshall last year that we watched yeah. Terrence house. I'll just go. <laughs> so we figured out it's Terrence. We have to figure out our other pick though. Cause I don't have another oh. rookie course. Uh, how about Nico Collins second year breakout? Yeah, it works for me. He, sure. He, he flashed enough, right? There, there's some legs there. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> I felt like he didn't, I mean, it was a bad situation. He got a lot of routes and he just didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, 31 yards per game. That's not really what you want to see, but 15th round. He came up a little bit at the end, but it's not. it wasn't an ideal showing. What was his yards per round run? Do you have that? I, I don't think it was great. It, couldn't have been. it wasn't great. I, I don't know off the top of my head. It's probably like 1.35 or something. He's the kind of guy that by August we might tell ourselves is just bad, but – it is the 15th. I don't think I think it's too early to say that. Okay. You know. Cause he wasn't he wasn't like he wasn't like JJ or, or Fago Whiteside, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was a bad team. Yeah. Although I mean, Brandon Cooks was good. I mean, Davis Mills was good down the stretch. Man, 20, 20 round drafts. I feel feel those two rounds. Be curious to. I know I'm like trying to find some more rookies for us. What do we have? Two tight ends, two QBs, seven receivers right now, three running backs. Ooh, we got to take some. No, we got four because we just added Rashad. Okay. We should probably take one more, right? Two, four, seven, two. Um, yeah. I I think we still have kind of. Full position. Will you click on the running backs and just kind of scroll down? I just want to yeah. have a little. It is as thing. as uh, Nick points out. It is probably uh, just smashing rookies time. Yeah. But I mean, like okay. Jeff Wilson. I'm just going to start reading rookies that look kind of interesting, uh, and let me know if they're available, and then you can start. Okay. So. Did JD McKissick go? Yeah, oh, that's a good one. Mm. All right. Is Sky Moore two wise? Yep. In the queue. No he's ADP. A, he's a Western Michigan guy, underclassman. Uh probably gonna be like a third round pick, kind of like a good like last round pick or can like I just say that's the fucking sickest name I've ever seen yeah. for a wide receiver in my goddamn life. <laughs> Sky with two Ys more. That's what Good. I call DJ Moore in my spare time, but I didn't know there was a real guy named this. Sky Moore. I mean, that is that's like Chris Moneymaker. It's like a self fulfilling prophecy. God, I love I love this so much. <laughs> I literally feel like life returning to me for <laughs> these fantasy tracks. <laughs> I, I mean, it. is that not and the fact that it has two Y's? I mean, it's just like his hang time. He's up there for so long. They had to add an extra Y. I mean, I love it. Yeah, man. Oh, it's it's a great name. Thank you. 
Uh, now, if, I swear to God, if someone takes Sky more from me, right when I fell in love. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Who else we got? Uh, is David Bell available? Uh, no. Gone. Is Jahan, J-A-H-A-N, Dotson available? Uh, gone. Is Jalen... Getting running backs in there? Uh, Pat has never in. drafted a running back. I've never drafted a running back. Jalen uh, Tolbert. Tolbert. Is he not in the player pool? Oh, there. Oh, it's there with it. With no Y. Okay. Uh, no ADPs on either of these guys. Okay. I'll switch over to running backs since we're coming up here. Um. This is how you draft is for February. Kenneth 2nd. Walker available. <laughs> He's gone. Why does uh, why does Kenneth Walker have an experience bad next <laughs> next to his name? Um, honestly, that's kind of it. Like I think the running backs, there's a there's a there's a couple like small school guys that are kind of interesting. Hang on, but I think, I think Eric hit me with a Damian Pierce sleeper. Can I look for him? Yeah, he's interesting. He's he uh he was I think I think PFF's pretty high on him, but he okay. didn't he didn't jump out to me in the first round. But I he was like someone I flagged to look into further. Um, um from Florida, it doesn't actually have very good numbers at all. Career high of seven hundred ninety yards. I kind of like the guys that are actually productive. Four year dude that wasn't very productive. Yeah, yeah when he when I say he didn't jump out to me because it wasn't his numbers didn't really pop. Yeah, but, um, I mean, if scouts love him, who knows? Oh, who are we going to take? We're on the clock. Um, Sony Michelle. I, I'm out of takes. I have zero takes other than wanting Sky Moore at some point. I mean, we we can just take Sky Moore. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna take that. We're gonna take Sky Moore. Um, <laughs> sometimes you just got to get your guy. You got to soar up there ahead of the ADP and grab him. Um. What about Ooh. Justin Jackson? I mean, he was he was pretty monstrous at some points. Uh, yeah, there's also the Jeff Wilson, Trey Sermon. Yeah, um, I, I think Sony Michelle would be a good pick as well. You want to do Sony? I'm good with Justin Jackson too. Okay. Who do you want, what Sony or Justin Jackson? Justin Jackson. Ben Sleepy. They might add another running back. Yeah, dude, my youngest came in my freaking room at 4 a.m. Decided so my oldest came in and woke up my wife and made her go and lay in their room. And then the youngest left their room and came and woke me up and laid in bed with me for like a half an hour last night. It's, it's hitting me right now. It was a fun night last mm. night. Mm. Both kids decided to wake us up. Don't love that. All right. Did the guy, did uh, did Williams go who, who uh, tore his ACL? Is that pretty who? good prospect, maybe. Jameson what, Williams. His... Yeah, he's gone. He, he went. Okay. What about. I mean. I think the theme here is just like anyone doing these drafts is pretty excited about drafting these yeah. rookies. Throw Matt Ryan in our queue for our third quarterback if you ever want to take a third quarterback. Sure. Who the what fuck about, is Kenny Pickett? What about John Mechie? Kenny Pickett's the new uh, Mitch Trubisky, Joe Burrow mold. He had uh, no production until redshirt wow, senior went. year. and then Chris, one- Chris Donaldson. Basically everyone we love in life, Chris Donaldson is drafted. Took what about Trey George Pickens? Him. Pickett or Pickens? Oh, Pickens. P-I- yeah, he went. He's gone. 
you should partner Ross with, with a Y. George should partner with Underdog for George Pickett. Oh, is Justin Ross in this class finally? I remember when finally, he was a yeah. freshman. He was he's not that good of a prospect. <laughs> he's like fine. Uh I remember being excited for him to be in this class for like two years, and now he finally yeah. is, and he's kind of like, okay. Because uh, well, he then the lit last up guy, the national championship as a true yeah. freshman. Star him, uh, Pete, Justin. Justin Rose, Ross? Right, yeah, and then the last guy would be uh, S-H-A-K-I-R. Khalil yeah. Shakur? Yeah. Tupac? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty much it for the guys who kind of look like they might get drafted high and had interesting stuff going on. Guys, are you ready to get demonetized? Because it's been alerted to my attention. Sky Moore pops off with four TDs, all TDs. That would be keeps. It's the slant again. It's more again. <laughs> Let's Zip. go. Touchdown, Western Michigan. Too easy. The safety came from Ellaby. Identified it. They go right you to the You got to bring the safety over the top on Sky Moore. And they throw it right next I need to. Woo! I need to see his vertical Great, leap here. Space and it allows to block Throwing fades to him. Sky's up. Oh, let's go. Just had a touchdown to Moore. Is it another it one? Sky at all. Yes, <laughs> call him I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep Sky, Sky Moore goes up for the ball. Wants it all. Oh. Sky Moore is there. And he holds Sky it doesn't oh, That was actually pretty sweet. On the snow cone catch. Drew, I didn't think he had catch, any baby. chance no of catching that when the ball Sky. was in the air. God, this 14 is going to be sick. Another I can level it. of speed. Are we on the clock? up to it. No, there was 14 wow. picks. We're, We're 10 picks away. Quarter, Everyone's bro. watching I mean, this. This is a, a throw that's up there high. And They're like, man, why didn't I take this guy more than 12? You guys got over the 13. And the way he sets that up, that's the other thing. <laughs> that was the fourth one? Nick just no. told he's a 5'10 <laughs> slot receiver. I thought he was fucking Megatron. Pete uh, <laughs> <laughs> fell in love with him for his name. <laughs> That's a nice catch, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. That was not worth getting demonetized. <laughs> rugged again. I got rugged by, by Sky Moore. I read the roadmap. I thought it looked really promising, and then the devs took all my money. <laughs> oh, amazing. All right. Let me tell you about these guys. Because are we taking some of these rookies, or what are we doing? Sure. All right. I want to take Justin so, Ross just because I remember something from four years ago, but we don't have to. So oh, we because could. it's I mean, the only one I've heard of. That's why. <laughs> I haven't heard of any of the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> look I at, look at like... our queue. It's random player rookies that Pat looked up, and then Ben's saying, toss Matt Ryan. Toss Matt Ryan. Um, uh, dude, Ross is good. 26% dominator rating as a true freshman, and then even 28 last year. He never broke out, but like. He never broke out. I mean, that's something we normally like. Yeah. He's not bad, but he's like supposed to be like a third round pick. Like, he's not like the. I don't think the scouts are huge fans, and then his numbers aren't great. So you're. He's kind of like a second round dynasty pick type dude. These guys all are, though, to be clear. We're, we're past any, anyone yeah. you consider in the first round. Um, 
Jalen Tolbert's interesting. He had a 36% career market share of yards. Went to South yeah, Alabama. South Alabama and Clemson. Yeah. 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 Five-year player for Tolbert. So he might be like Tylen Wallace. Um, Justin Ross is maybe. I don't know. Ross missed all 2020. Did you just sit out because of COVID probably? Probably. We can go Ross. Let's go Ross. Justin Ross. And do we want to grab Matty Ryan as our third QB? Get three statues? Yeah, let's get three statues. All right, let's do it. I've never felt more alive than I do with Trevor Lawrence, Kirk Cousins, and Matt Ryan as my quarterback. <laughs> yeah, this is, these are the teams you advance to the best ball mania uh, playoffs and then don't get out of the first round. <laughs> Nick's got kind of what I'm thinking. He said we've at least seen a huge ceiling from Ross. And it, it, to be clear, it was only like a 26% dominant rating as a rookie, but it was a thousand yards or as a freshman, it's a thousand yard season on a national championship winning team. Like, yeah. In his true freshman year. Like if he can get back to that, I mean, that's, that's a great point. He's also like, that age been is. really, really, really strong in yards per route run. Uh, he has a 3.41 nice. career yards per route run. And he's an underclassman. Uh, no, sorry. He's not an underclassman, is he? So the, the 3.41 is from his first three years. Uh, so it doesn't include his senior year. Um, okay. It's really the first two years since he sat out. So that's awesome. Like to be able to do that yeah. is uh, like – you know, your first couple of years in college have 3.41. It's kind of like T Higgins esque. So that, speaking like, of T Higgins, I just looked up Clemson. He had the thousand yard season. T Higgins had 936 that year. He had Higgins had more yeah. touchdowns. And then Amari Rogers and Hunter Renfro were both on this team. They were both in the 500s. Ross had a thousand yards as a true freshman on a team that had those three future NFL players. And that's ETN. pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's shown that ceiling. I'm definitely, he, he's starting to, Again, I'm still pretty early on in this, but the first look at him is like, yeah, he like really profiles as a boom bust type guy, which is exactly what you want here. Right. Ooh, Diami Brown this late seems fun. I'm into that. Yeah. It's probably like a better version of the Nico pick, right? Yeah. Because you might get a quarterback know. upgrade there. Right. I mean, you almost have to. Well. Guess this is why we're learning on our feet. Look, we got Sky more. We don't have to worry about the Nico yeah. pick. I thought I drafted this 6'7", 230-pound behemoth who runs a 440. <laughs> Just look up Traylon Burks, man. Jump out of the gym. Pull up Traylon Burks. Cheer yourself up. Yeah. Okay. We've already done highlights. You got to bring up Traylon Burks. I'll do it. Get the, I think it's the sick edits one is the name of the YouTube one. Seriously? Yeah. Sick edits HD. <laughs> Who are these guys that fucking name these? <laughs> I don't know. I can't even find sick edits. Just type in Traylon Burke's highlights on YouTube and then it'll be like the second one. Well, I typed in Traylon Burke's sick at it. There you go. Nothing. Top one. The top this? One. Yeah, it's by oh, sick Oh, I sorry. I thought that was the name of the video, not the uploader was sick at it. Okay. He's essentially a running back when he I like a little cinematography with my highlight videos. And it's just in the beginning, and then they get to pure highlights. It's nice. Spectacular throw and catch. Hoping it's a dream, but it's back. 
It's a big boy who can juke. Wow, I know. I expect those kind of moves from Sky more, but yeah. didn't see it come. <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is a thick boy. Do you guys see like a little Julio here? This is a little Julio-esque. I mean, obviously we need the athleticism. We just did the Julio racing start to or whatever. All right, I'm going to I watched the tape. What is he? Is he 6'3", 6'4"? He's like 6'2 and a half, something like that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he there's definitely bigger. some Mike Williams in some of these contested catches. Too. For sure, yeah. Oh, he caught a splitting. Yeah, I mean, this is an NFL wide receiver, right? Yeah. There's, there's the, the, you guys are talking about AJ being terrible respect for, for this guy. It's a grown ass man. I'm calling it right now. Oh, dude, he is. He was falling down. The guy still couldn't tackle. One minute and 50 into sick edits, and I'm calling him. And Traylon Burks beats him cleanly. You know, that's like, it kind of makes makes me think of a bigger OBJ a little bit, too. No. Okay. This guy. We got this dude in the seventh round. Yeah, dude. This, this guy should going be going at the fourth. one two turn with <laughs> I that's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't I mean obviously I need to read up a bunch, but it would shock me if like if the film consensus on him wasn't strong. I mean, if the film bros oh, yeah. don't like this guy, burn down the film <laughs> What are we doing if they don't like this guy? I'm a little concerned with his ability to get off of press coverage. I mean, there's obvious AJ Brown and Julio vibes here. Right? For sure. For sure, right? I mean, it's just grown out. Grown out. Um, um, I'm smitten. <laughs> I, like I like my thick boys. <laughs> All right, uh -oh. we're on the clock. <laughs> All right, let's get back to it. And then I have I have two more uh, fairly thick prospects to show you guys. Just just take <laughs> Pat's next two thick prospects, whoever they are. They're both they're both uh, taken. All right, here we go, Mister Irrelevant. Which one of these rookies? Jalen Tolbert. Uh, I would We're say over productive, productive upperclassman over. Or we could go okay. Pierce if you guys want the running back. I mean, I'm I feel comfortable with our running backs. All right, let's go Tolbert then. Yeah, Tolbert it is. There it is, the first draft of the year. Well, let me uh, let's get these late. I this is this is my resolution for 2022 drafts. I name every draft right after. Uh, right out. oh that's smart man i i'll forget like three weeks in but it seems like a good resolution right now there we go we did it i love it all right you want to pull up uh 
Pull up Drake London. Mm-hmm. He's like he's yeah, like the get... bigger Traylon Burks. This right, dude Drake is like one. He, he honestly looks like Vincent Jackson. Like he's like he's he's huge. Okay. Oh, I'm going to sick edits again, dude. This is my dude now for yeah. I'm a I'm a big fan of Just Bomb Productions, but uh, but sick edits <laughs> new new to these streets, pretty good. You're right about the cinematography. It gets you in the mood. It does. It does. It's nice. And then and then it's like Ooh. not overdone throughout. What was your comp, Vincent Jackson? Yeah. Definitely saw like a little Mike Evans with that catch. Yeah, too. Mike Evans. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have too many of those like six four, six five receivers that are still pretty athletic. This does look I know like, we could use that was a good vert. I'm just realizing how hilarious it is that Pat led with Skyboard to only show these guys. <laughs> I didn't lead with Skyboard, we took Traylon Burks. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want Skyboard to be so much more than what he is. <laughs> Skyboard is a flyer at the end. <laughs> yeah, he's this guy's guy. gonna be a first round pick. Uh, is is I mean that that's what it looks like right now. Anyway. All right, you got another I, guy. Yeah, I think people people think who might be the first wide receiver taken. Uh, so the other guy. Uh, was the running back I was hoping to? Oh, actually, we should do two running backs. But the first running back is Kyron Williams, who I was trying to, uh, who I was trying to get us to drop, but then he got sniped. Let's see here. Wow, does it does sick edits only do wide receivers? It's my kind of guy. <laughs> now, grinding running back tape. This might be a bridge too far. Yeah, I, I don't think I can watch running backs. What are we looking at here? Yeah, I mean, congrats. He caught a pass in the flat. I mean, I mean, he's got some pretty nice highlights, although I don't know that this highlight video is going to be the one we want. All right. That looked like a really well-blocked play. No, he's explosive. I mean, if I wanted to watch this, I'd just Look queue up eight hours of Sky Moore highlights, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Who is the last great Notre Dame running back to come into the league? I mean, what Brian Grant was at a Notre Dame, right? Was he? Yeah, he wasn't the great, Packers guy. Yeah, the Packers been a few. Back in like the nineties, so I, don't, I can't think of any Notre Dame backs. So. There's definitely been some. Man, but it is a, it's way more boring to watch these running backs. All right, let's do Rashad White, who who we did take, I believe. Luckily, I he's know just how to spell like his name. he's like a pure kind of pass catching bet. He's like a bigger Kenneth Gainwell. Senior though, you hate you hate to see it. Too old, you know. Probably has about one and a half good years in him. <laughs> All I can think about is Eno Benjamin while I'm watching these highlights. <laughs> we just 
watched two wide receivers and declared them Mike Evans and Julio Jones. We watched some running backs and talk about how short their careers are going to be. Hey, look, we're nothing is not on brand. We're nothing about that is on the brand. most on brand thing we've ever done. <laughs> Oh uh, no! What is this guy? Twenty-three. <laughs> next year, probably. <laughs> I would draft this guy with your team. <laughs> Willis is had oh, enough. People hate watching it. Yeah, I mean, this, this is, is a pass catching running back too. I'll, I'll like... get demonetized for Sky Moore. I ain't getting okay, demonetized yeah. for this shit. Well, anyway, we got some good wide receivers in this class. So that's nice. We do. We oh, do. Julius Jones was a Notre Dame back. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's right. Josh Adams. kind of like busted and then unbusted, right? Yeah, exactly. He had like a very weird career. Yeah, he wasn't very good early, but they ended up being pretty pretty damn good with Cowboys later. And I think he played for the Seahawks late in his career and was pretty good. Well, uh, I think we, we need to remember uh, – you know, in August, I think right before the season starts, someone remind us to go back and look at this draft. Uh, I bet it'll be absolutely hilarious. It'll be hilarious. How also, because we, team... we didn't really stack very well. Like, it's not no. very good. We didn't, <laughs> we, do a, we didn't execute it very well. Well, here's the thing. I've always said about February drafts is you just draft the best players. And, uh, <laughs> everything else will work itself out. <laughs> yeah, we've always said that um this is a fun show gretch uh where can um when did you say the official omni launch is gonna be it's already i, I haven't tweeted about it or anything but you can start leaks omnifantasy.com it redirects you but omnifantasy.com um it's good to go i'm probably Sweet. not gonna do like a huge advertising blitz this year or anything but it's fun fun little thing if you get a group of friends together and do it um still free correct yes yeah and can't beat it get a group of uh, buddies together we will get some ship chasing leagues going as well um and yeah we uh we will be back as usual uh next wednesday pat anything else uh coming out for you here before the uh you doing pro bowl content pro bowl walkthrough yeah pro bowl walkthrough <laughs> no thank god <laughs> i'm not doing that no uh i'll have a super bowl walkthrough out next next week um because that's when that content should be and uh yeah we uh I'm, I'm gonna be doing so in the off season i should mention i'm gonna be doing a dynasty theme podcast on thursdays at nbc sports edge i believe that'll be at four o'clock eastern in the afternoon on thursdays uh so check that out be kind of will you, uh will you book me to come talk about sky more yeah you're you're booked <laughs> you're booked specifically for sky more it's gonna be. That's uh, all. I want an hour deep dive on Skyboard. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough hour. To, to, <laughs> that, it'll fly by, buddy. I'll tell you. Well, that. you know what, uh, Pete? I mean, as as people may or may not know, we uh, we did produce Fantasyland, and so we could do a uh, an hour long background deep dive into Sky Moore and, and his life and uh, journey into the NFL. Yeah, you know what? Actually, what I think I'm gonna do is I'm gonna become like the Robert uh, Caro of uh sky more and basically just spend my entire life writing a uh, biography about sky more <laughs> i think is what i'm gonna do i love it uh, uh gretch any other uh final words here nope <laughs>
Nope. I'm, I'm excited to learn more about these rookies, man. That was fun. Yeah. We uh we will start to slide down the rabbit hole as the offseason progresses. Hope you guys enjoy your Pro Bowl weekend. We will be back next week, uh, right before the Super Bowl. That will be uh very fun. Hope you guys all have a great weekend. We'll see you then.